This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is episode 24 with the On Purpose All-Stars. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to On Purpose. My name's Justin Barclay, reformed radio shock jock turned inspiration junkie. Each week, we bring you extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes living their daily lives, turning pain into purpose, finding opportunities in the obstacles, and transforming tragedy into triumph. What separates them from the others? How do they stand out in the crowd? We dissect their process and uncover their powerful secrets, the keys to living life on purpose. All right, so we really do have a special show. I know, like, every week I feel that way, and I say that to you, but it really is a special show with not one, but four special guests. Some of these you may have heard before on the show. Some you may not have. But we've gone back into the files. We've gone back in the archives to celebrate. Guess what? Six months. Six months of doing this show. Six months of this podcast. All right, six months in dog years might be a lot, but like in people time, you're probably thinking like, Justin, what's the big deal with six months? Well, six months and 24 episodes is pretty big in podcast time and pod years. Most podcasts don't last longer than six, seven episodes or so. And we've accomplished a lot in that little short period of six months. So to celebrate that, we're going to go back and pick out some of the best moments, some of the best folks, some of the all-stars, the things that kind of stood out to me the most when I look back and really shine this light on these folks again, because if you're just coming into this podcast, if you're just listening for the first time or maybe for the second, third time or whatever, whatever episode, I encourage you to go back and take a listen to some of these in full because we have had an amazing six months. And that's not to brag about myself. That's just to brag about these guests because they all gave it. They just gave so much when they when they came to the table to lay it out on the line. That being said, let's just get right into it with our first. Mr. 10X himself, Grant Cardone, talks his path to purpose. Well, my, my, I mean, it's changed from the age of 29. 29, I'm trying to get some money. You know, I'm trying not to go through the money I had. 25, at 25, I'm like, okay, I just got to, like, build my self-respect, right? And I got to get a little bit of money. That's I really didn't care about money at 25. I was broke, spiritually broke. Okay, I just got to get my self-respect back. Then I started becoming a great salesperson, and then I, I, man, I fell in love with this whole sales thing. I'm like, the possibilities are endless here, right? And, and so now my purpose was I'm going to be the best car salesman in the United States, then at the age of 29, I lose my job. Okay, I got to start a business. Now my purpose is to have a business, right? The, the, the next three years, I was making no money So because I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I went from making money now to making no money. So now what's my purpose? You see, the point I'm making is it's going to keep changing, right? It's just going to keep changing as time goes on, 29, 35, 40. I'm, I'm 45 years old. I've had a business now for at that time at, for 15 years. My businesses were successful. 
I, I'm married, finally found my wife. Now I'm building a family, new purpose. Like, folks, you got to keep building out to your potential. What is your potential right in front of you, right? It's your life purpose is like driving a car down the road. You're looking through the windshield. You know, a good driver is going to be looking in front of them, not behind them or to the side of them. I'm not too worried about that. A good driver really has his his eyes not locked on one thing, but on I can feel everything. I can experience everything around me. So today, today, it's my purpose is to reach my full potential. I don't even know what that is. You know, I've written five books in the last six years. I have two more books coming out this year. I'm working on a TV show, a TV network. Um, I'm the number one Paris, uh, Meerkat streamer in the world, top five Periscope streamers. I don't even know what comes next, man. Blab comes out. I'm all over Blab. Uh, I just met you today. Me and you are going to do something freaking big together. I uh, took delivery of a jet three months ago. Hell, I'm already ready to get rid of that freaking Gulf Stream and get something else, dude. Ready to I got upgrade. A, I got a real estate portfolio uh, that's worth $350 million. My goal is to take that to $4 billion in the next 10 years. I wouldn't have thought any of this at 30 years old, man. You know, 25, I just didn't I wanted to go one day without smoking weed. One day. Hmm. So, so, I mean, my, my ultimate goal right now is I want to meet as many success-oriented, positive people as I can on this planet and help them. I don't care what your race is, your religion, your sexual preference. I don't care if you sleep. I, I don't, none of that matters to me. I don't care how you vote, Democrat, Republican, or not at all. I want to help positive, success-minded people that don't have any time for hate, okay? And you don't have any time for the news, uh, or, or yesterday to, to create a tomorrow, a network of people that are that, that want to support each other in helping one another grow their businesses and take care of their families. So let me ask you, because I, I, I want I know that this is important, but let me ask you how important is and I've seen it in my own life, man. I was a very unhappy. Uh, I was miserable when I was working, uh, even though I was doing the thing I, I always wanted to do. I yeah. didn't realize I was in a very toxic environment. Um, and I, no matter how hard I would fight now, I know how I'd handle it. But no matter how hard I would fight, then it would just swallow me up even more and more. How important is that positivity in the last three years, man? I've done nothing but read these books back here, put good stuff yeah. in here. You know, how important is that for somebody that wants to turn their life around? Well, you know, I. It's not. It's not just important that you that you're positive. You got. You guys have to stop. You got to. You got to control what you watch. Like I do not. My kids, my three year old and six year old, are not allowed to see anything on TV that I don't know exactly what's coming out of that TV screen. So, and I do the same thing for me. I I don't turn something on without knowing what is going to hit me. How do you so stay, I don't go to, How do you stay yeah. on top of things? Or do you do you even need? Because one of the things I quit doing was I quit cutting. Like I, you don't know how much happier I was once I stopped watching news and, and paying attention. To that kind of st- somebody asked me yesterday, "Hey, what about uh, the funeral of this guy? Have you seen anything?" I, I don't know. I haven't seen. I'm not watching. I have no idea. And they looked at me like yeah. I had two heads. How do you do that? Because you need to stay on top of certain things. Yeah, for totally. Your business. I totally- yeah, particularly in your business, you got to be you got to be agile enough to communicate about present things going on, so you don't sound like you're from another time zone, right? So when I turn the news on, I'm turning it on purely, purely so I can con- make news. 
I'm not watching news for it to affect me. I'm watching. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, I just want to be affected by this freaking uh, whack job, Megan Kelly. OK, I want to watch, you know, I mean, I can't even watch Nancy, Nancy Grace. No, no matter how freaking low I go in a day, I can't watch Nancy. Uh, Don Lemon. Sometimes I turn him on. I, I, I mean, I admit it. I get weak. I'm like, OK, I want to watch Lemon play the race card. Uh oh. You know, I'll watch uh, Limbaugh because, I, you know, Limbaugh's a genius, dude. The guy's a genius. I mean, I, I, you know, I know it's all freaking drama. And and sometimes I'll do that. But I know when I'm doing it that I'm doing it just to be affected, like going to a horror movie. I, I'll go to it just because I want to be scared for a second. But you got people turning this on, think it's true, man. You got people watching you know, watching TV and think, oh, my God, that's it. That ain't it. They don't even know what the freak they're talking about. OK, so I watch news mostly to figure out to stay current and to know how to use news to find my spot to get attention like what you're doing with your podcast. You know, so funny you mentioned that, man. Back when I was on the radio, um, we needed we needed to make like you said earlier, we made noise. That was the that was how we got. Uh, that's how we got attention. We just made noise and I would look through the news and I would find things that were topical. And because the TV, the media, because they don't they really all they do is read teleprompters and read stories that somebody else has written for them. So I would go out to make their job as easy as possible and right. I would create things around these topical moments, these pop culture things that were happening in the news. And it would become news. And then again, we because we made noise, we'd we'd get a pop from it. Yeah, totally, totally. So you're just riding streams, right? You're just riding noise. That's all you're doing. And most people are receiving noise and being affected by it. Look, you're not this is not a they're going to spend three or four billion dollars in this next presidential election. Folks, who cares who the president is? I don't need a president, man. I don't need a governor. I don't need a mayor. You know what I need? I need to be king of my universe. I need to be the father, the husband, the business owner, the friend. I need to be a friend. I need to make a difference for the better. Okay. I don't care who the freaking mayor of this town is. Yeah. Would I like to meet him? We could hang out. I got more money than he's got. Okay. I'm going to make a bigger change than he's got. So I don't care about all that. Donald Trump wins. Hillary. It don't matter, dude. I'm taking care of my family either way. I don't care. Frumpy, dumpy, hairless, whatever. Okay. I'm taking care of my family. And the way for me to do that is make my name known. I can't make my name known if I'm negative. If you're freaking terrified every second of every day, you're not going to go outside. You know, consider that your parents taught you not to talk to strangers and you wonder why so many people don't have any freaking money. I mean, imagine if that would have stuck to you, Justin, you wouldn't be doing a podcast because most of the people, every the, the people that have what I want, I don't know them yet. Thus, quote unquote, strangers. So that's where money comes from, right? That's where everything, like you just said, what, whatever it is you want comes from people comes from strangers, man. It doesn't come from my friends. When's the last time your friend gave you something? When's the last time your uncle, your aunt, your mom, and your daddy, you're trying to build a business, you guys won't even go talk to your mom and your dad. If you're not going to ask mommy, daddy, uncle, aunt, brother, sister, oh, I don't want to ask my family, well, then you're left with the rest of the freaking planet, okay? If you're scared of every Muslim, every black person, every white lady, okay, Every Hispanic, if you're scared of it, like, like, dude, I can't talk to anybody. I got a three-year-old and a six-year-old learning Chinese and Spanish and English every week. 
Why? Because I want them communicating with more people, not less people. I tell my kids, talk to every stranger that you meet. Make sure they know you. Say hello to them. Smile at them. A lady saw me doing this the other day in the store, and she's like, sir, your, your kids are talking to strangers. Hey, lady, get your freaking terror away from my kids. Okay? My kids are the most dangerous people in their environment. They're not scared. You're the freaking scary particle, okay? Not them. And not the, not the homeless guy. The homeless guy sitting there, he got alcohol all over him. My kids need to know how to say hello to him and not be terrified of anything so that they can take care of themselves. So we know that environment is important, what you've mentioned. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we know that uh, that positivity is important. And I'm not saying because there's some people in your life, you know, family members that are that are, you know, you find your time spending time with them and you just feel drained afterwards. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. You can't divorce them completely, but you can limit your time maybe with them. You know, you know what I do on that? I, what I do is I start adding people to my life. I, this is probably one of the number one questions that gets asked me. What do I do about the negative people, man? Look, man, don't worry about them. You don't need to leave them. You don't need to, 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 to get real. I mean, unless they're really freaking a problem, what you need to do is add people, add people to your life, new people. You need new friends, man. You need new people. So you don't have time for the negativity. Because let's face it, man, if you got time to talk to negative people, it's because you ain't talking to somebody else. I don't have time for negative people. And if they come into my life, I'm like, dude, I'm going off to something else, right? I'm moving on to something else. I know people that they brag about they still have their friends from childhood. I'm like, well, dude, are you bragging or complaining? Because that ain't something to brag about. (laughs) You got your same three best friends. You're not changing. Because it is impossible, literally impossible, to have the same three friends. That means all four of you didn't change for the last 40 years. It's impossible, man. You want new friends, new ideas, new books, new technologies. You know, you, I don't ever want to be the, the, the old guy that doesn't know what's going on. I want to at least be the old guy that's willing to know what's going on. They never want to be the smartest guy in the room is the other thing that you always hear people say. Who are you yeah. surrounding yourself with? Because I get the sense that, um, you, you know, you've done a lot of work on yourself, but who are you Who are you surrounding? Who are your mentors? Who are the, the people that, that, uh, that you're learning from? Dude, I, what I do is I study people that, first of all, anybody can have a mentor today. It's come through books. The average American reads one book a year. And then they're like, I need a mentor. I need a mentor. Look, I've written more books than most people read in their lifetime. So you want a mentor, then what you do is you read. I'm not talking about college and high school. I'm talking about reading stuff you want to read. Now, the way I pick, the way I pick what I'm going to read or who I'm going to hang with is I find somebody that's doing well in every area of life, not one area. Like, Like Steve Jobs would not have been somebody I would have spent time with. And the reason why, I mean, Steve's a brilliant guy, but he, 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 you know, it was apparent that he wasn't happy at home. I want it all. OK, I want it all. I want to be happy at home. I want to be I want to have time for my kids. I want to be financially rich. I want to be sick, stupid, crazy, wealthy. And 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 I want to make a difference in the world. I want to help people out. I don't want to just be rich and sick. You know, I don't want to be the guy that gets wealthy and then takes it and and draws the curtain over him and nobody now can touch him. So I want that visible, transparent. So the reason I'm saying all that is I'm going to look for other people that have already done that. Wealthy, transparent, open, 
not scared of the world. They don't think they're hot. They probably cuss. I trust people that cuss a little bit. Um, doesn't mean I'm right, but I do. And, um, you know, I'd like, I'd like to be around people that like children. Kids don't irritate them. You know, I know some rich guys that can't do it. I know, I know a guy here in town. I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a good buddy of mine. He, play, he plays golf five times a week, man. He can't be a good buddy of mine. He's not doing anything. You know, he's going out at night drinking, then he's doing strip joints, and then he's playing golf all day. That's not my deal, okay? My deal is I want to give back. I want to make a difference. I want people to say good things about me when I'm not here anymore. And it doesn't mean everybody's going to like me. Some people are going to think I'm too brash, I'm too arrogant, I'm too cocky, I got a full head of hair, and I'm too good looking. Hey, man, all that's true. So let me ask you, man, because what you've just said, I think, makes a good point. It's like Zig uh, Ziglar used to have that that wheel of life. And if any one of those things was off, you know, yeah. you try driving down the road and that thing, it's not going to work. Right. So. Right. So that's what you're looking for is an overall um, uh, uh, you, you call it the 10 X 10 X life. You know, a lot of times this buzzword that I hear lately, I hear a lot of people say it here. You say it. I mean, uh, hustling, you know, people are hustlers. They, you got to talk about the hustle. And I think that, um, when people hear that, maybe they don't necessarily 100% understand exactly what it is because it can mean a number of things. How do you hustle? Yet make side make make time for certain things because you know I see you spend time with your kids I see that you get everything you get things in you find yeah. time for those things yeah h- h- how do you do it first of all I don't manage time I've never ever done time management I think time management is is just a program somebody wants to sell you I think it's impossible to manage time because I actually don't even think time exists I think it's a made up concept right like numbers. Money is made up. Okay, the, the reason people have problems with money and time—notice they're very similar. They're both made up. Okay, this money right here, people have trouble with money because they they attach a value to it. Well, what is it? Which one of these would you rather have? A piece Just of a paper. Piece of paper. Yeah. Or the money. I mean, nobody worries about wasting paper. They worry about this. Oh my God, oh, money—it's so freaking important. Dude, there's so much money on this planet. There's probably there's probably as much money as there's paper. I mean, it's the same thing. Time. Time is, time is, if I have this much time, how do I make it bigger? If it's eight minutes, how do I make eight minutes bigger, right? Well, what I would do is I would put more into the eight minutes. I'm not going to try to manage it. I'm going to shove more into it, right? Do you mean like physical things or do you mean more of the experience? Because what I'm hearing and what I'm kind of understanding what you're saying is that you notice how time slows like either time can fly or yeah. time can slow down at certain times. Is that is that what is that what I'm hearing? What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to create the illusion. I mean, pe- people, th- this is probably the second most often asked question I get. Dude, how do you get so much stuff done? Because I am not thinking about time. I have no idea how long me and you've been on here today. I, I, I don't know. It's been 30 or 40 minutes. It doesn't matter to me, man. I got people coming to me right now. We got something else going on. That's fine, dude. I'm doing this right now, Dave. I'm a jam. I'm a jam, okay? And if somebody's got to wait, okay, or if this cuts out short, I'm in a jam. I say yes to everything. I just say yes to everything. I'm not trying to, oh, what time is it? My, My watch, okay, I love watches. It's not even set for the right time. 
<laughs> I put it on, man. Somebody said, "Hey, man, you need one of those boxes that rolls the watch so it keeps doing." I'm like, "Dude, I don't, I don't care what time it is, dude. I didn't buy it because of the freaking clock. I bought it because it, it looks good. See, see, I just like, I, you know, I needed to adjust because it's so big." So, so, so all I'm saying is, man, you guys need to have more fun in, in life, man. You need to pack more in and quit worrying about, oh my God, it's five o'clock. I got to go home. Why? How do you, why do you even know what day it is? You guys should not know what day it is. I think it's Thursday, but why do you know? Why, why Wednesday's hump day? Look, look at how people think Monday's uh, Monday. I hate Monday's. Wednesday's hump day. Thank God it's Friday. Oh, my God, the weekend's here. Let's go unconscious. Dude, you just wasted four freaking days. So the average American doesn't even know how many hours there are in a week. Okay? The average American works just a little bit more than the French do now. 35 hours a week. 35 hours divided into 168 is like 30% of your week you work. And you bitch about work. Of those 35 hours you work every week, maybe, maybe you did 16 or 17 hours. Maybe. I mean, let's be real. Dude, today, people complain about a nine to five. I work 95 hours every week. So I don't know what they're talking about, the nine to five thing. I'm like, you you mean 95, right? What's the dash for? I don't know the dash thing. The nine to five. What's the two for? Uh, dude, Dude, 95 hours is the appropriate amount of time to work. And be loving, be digging what you're doing. Be making a difference for the better, man. Be smiling at people, loving them, patting them on the back, doing a lot of stuff, doing a lot of new stuff. Get a lot of stuff done and you'll get more stuff done. You'll pack more in that 10 minutes and find out 10 minutes starts looking like an hour to other people. We've been talking about time and we've been talking about money. And so many people feel like those two are connected, like they have to give time to get money. Mm-hmm. And and we've always heard that time is money. Yeah, time is money. Both of those, as you just said, were man-made. They're yeah. man-made. They're, they're constructed by us. Totally manufactured. So uh, if neither one of those are real... <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, not. how do people break that? How can some, how can you tell someone how can they break that? You know, I mean, you know, how, how do you break it? I mean, you got you got to start. You got to start listening to somebody else. Right. You know, you got to start listening. You know, Susie Arman's going to tell you there's a shortage of money. That's her whole message is there's a shortage of money and that you should be a lesbian. Basically, that's the message, which is fine with me. The second part of that's fine. It's the first half. This bull. You want to be a lesbian? Fine. But there's no shortage of money. OK, uh, if you listen to the guys at Fox, they're going to say, hey, uh, uh, Obama has manufactured four trillion dollars worth of uh, a new paper and we're we're printing paper. Dude, all paper has been printed. All the money was printed. So we've had a problem since the first printing press. This isn't a new issue. OK. The, 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 the issue is there's no shortage. Dave Ramsey's going to tell you you should never borrow money ever, never, never under any conditions. All these are not true. OK, why wouldn't you borrow something that's not even real? Why wouldn't I borrow something that's not real? You know, to, to, to get something else that's not real, to make sure that the time I have on this planet that's not real is at least enjoyable. So you see what you have is people blocked in by all these ideas. They're just trapped by all these. Oh, I got to get a house. I got to own a home. I got to have two kids. I got to put a fence around it too. make sure I'm safe. Okay. 
And so people are just trapped by all these ideas rather than saying, wait a minute, man, what's valuable? What's valuable is me going into the marketplace and saying, hey, I'm here. Let's roll. Let's do something. Let's make a difference. But but so so the answer is like you got to start learning something new. You know, you got to start listening to some new ideas, not your mommy and daddy's and grandpa's ideas. Those ideas built a middle class in America. that was a good thing 50 years ago. Today, it's a bad thing. You do not want to be in this middle class. My message to everybody today is figure out how to break out of the trap that you're in. Because it was literally constructed around you to trap you to get politicians so that you would vote for them. Both sides say they're protecting you. They cannot. Look at the numbers. Wages are going down like this for 27 years. You do not reverse that trend in America. Okay, so the individual... Uh, Justin, and, and maybe we end on this. The individual has to start thinking different and acting different if they truly want to take care of their family uh, differently. Powerful, right? Grant Cardone goes hard for a full hour, maybe actually even a little bit more in the initial recording, the full interview of Grant Cardone on purpose. You can check that out. It's justinbarkley.com slash purpose zero zero seven. By the way, get in the VIP. If you're not already there yet, man, you're missing out on all the fun. Yes, I've got an exclusive all access newsletter for you. Justinbarclay.com. You can also text your uh, way in. Grab your phone and text the number four four two 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 and my name justin it'll ask you for your email address just simply reply back with that email address and you're in it's just that simple tips tricks inspiration tools techniques to help you live your life and build your business on purpose whether that's a blog whether that's a brand whether that's some sort of home business that you're working on right now that's my goal my passion for you literally dozens of ways that you can create more freedom on purpose in your life. You're listening to On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. Although as a young guy, he's kind of like known as the grandfather of podcasts, at least to me anyway, the podcast answer man. He's built a purpose-driven business at home over the last several years and just recently lost a lot of weight. Our next guest, Cliff Ravenscraft, you can find in the On Purpose archives. But here's a clip of how Cliff is living his daily life on purpose, how he uses a specific mission statement and what he did to create that to be his North Star every single day. Oh, man. Well, first of all, these days, it is absolutely essential that I have this mission statement in front of me because I I know for a fact this is the life for which I was created. There is no question. And you notice, did you notice that the word podcasting was not in there? Right. 
the, the word podcasting does not exist in that mission statement. Hmm. But creating content mm-hmm. and also products and services, but specifically content, is is what I'm created to do. I'm, and cr- content can be re- writing books. It can be me speaking sure. at public events. It can be me posting pictures of my sweaty self after a workout mm-hmm. on Facebook. I mean, that's content to me. And and so how that. What happens is knowing this mission statement and being clear about what I'm doing, Justin, I don't know about you, but there have been times, you know, I've, I've experienced some massive success in my business. And if, if we want to go into it, I can go back and talk about how horrible my business was financially when I first started it. But today I've, I've achieved a level of success financially in my business that I never would have dreamed possible 10 years ago. And it blows my mind. But there are, there had been days where and, and sometimes weeks and sometimes months where I would get busy and, and caught up doing other things that are not directly income generating things. And I feel like, man, uh, you know, I, I feel less worthy because because I tie. you know how we oftentimes tie our feeling of self-worth by how much income we're generating. I don't know about you as a husband oh, and a father, mm-hmm. but do you have kids? Nope, not yet. Just okay. three dogs who think they're uh, kids. Well, <laughs> even as a, as a husband, I would imagine yeah. you probably feel some kind of pressure. And mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's like you, when you're when you're bringing home the bacon, um, you feel really great. And, it's, and if you're doing an exceptionally well job at it, that's wonderful. But man, if you're if you you slack a little bit and you have a month where you don't bring home a paycheck because, well, you know, you didn't do as much work this time as, as you did as as pushed harder uh, previously. So you all of a sudden it's like, man, so much of how I feel about myself is had been tied to how successful financially certain things are doing. And when I pull away and, and, and start pursuing something that's a passion of mine, that's not necessarily going to generate income directly or, or maybe not even at all. I started to feel like, man, I'm wasting my time. I'm being lazy. Mm. But in reality, I am fulfilling my mission in a much bigger way mm. than financially. The, the rewards are, are way beyond it because I am having a powerful and positive impact in other people's lives, not to mention my own. And the biggest part of this is that in January or actually in December of last year, I made the decision to completely wipe away every single goal for my business for 2015. I had 12 different goals for 2015 written out on a whiteboard and then transcribed and put into my Evernote. And those were going to be the things that I was going to shoot for. And I was going to take my business to even a whole new level. And and if I would have done it, I kept them there. I would have achieved almost every single one of them. Uh, at least all the ones that I decided to you know follow through on and make an effort. But here's what I did, Justin. In December, I decided no goals for my business in 2015. In fact, I'm shutting down anything that requires my ongoing attention. Uh, I shut down a, a podcast mastermind organization that I hosted. It had 45 members, generated over $58,000 of income for me, completely shut it down. I, won't, I can't tell you how much money I was making as, as a consultant and, uh, or as a contracted uh, person for a director of a conference, but I completely shut that down. Massive income drop as a result of that one as well. And I also took my number one income producer, which is my podcasting A to Z course, and instead of doing six of them in 2015, I only did four, and that was the only thing I did in my business. And I said, 
everything in my business is going on autopilot in 2015. And I'm only focusing on one goal. And that is creating a brand new lifestyle of health and fitness for my own personal benefit. It's all about me in 2015. And, and you've done a, you've done an amazing job. Uh, have you found since you've done that, a lot of people talk about creating that one goal that maybe called a push goal or a, you know, that's a, it's one thing that can dramatically affect everything else in your life, everything, all the other goals or things that you might have. It has. And, and so it, it definitely, it, I have achieved success. In fact, I achieved the success much earlier than I thought that I would achieve it um, in, in the area of de- developing and landing in the lifestyle. So uh, just to give people an idea of where I came from, when I started working for myself, I was working around the clock and making very little money at all. In fact, for the first year, my business only paid me $11,000 total income for the year. And I was, you know, I was making $87,000 a year plus all kinds of crazy wild benefits as an insurance agent. Uh, But, you know, it it was a terrible year that first year. And at the end of the first year, after working around the clocks, seven days a week, I ended up in the hospital for two weeks and almost died. Wow. Um, I I got out of the hospital. I was I I weighed 272 pounds. I was much closer to 300 pounds than I was to 200 and just basically just uh, uh, seriously obese in, in a very bad way. And, you know, I decided I wanted to try to turn things around. And, and I actually did achieve some success there for a while after getting out of the hospital and recovering from surgery. And over the course of, I guess, probably a year and a half, I dropped from 272 pounds down to 212. And, and one thing led to another and I ended up gaining almost all of it back Mm -hmm. so that by November of last year, November of last year, I weighed in at 268 pounds, almost Mm -hmm. all of that weight back. And the reason why is because I was throwing my lifestyle, my life and my identity was tied to my work and specifically my work that was generating significant and serious income. And also, uh, and, and what happened was I found that by focusing only on all my time, effort, and energy was all focused on income-producing things to, related to my business, I found that many of my other passion proje- products or pa- projects uh, were getting the cold shoulder. For example, I went months without resor- re- recording or producing an episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life. Um, I got to the place where you know I wasn't looking forward to creating any other content that didn't have a direct response of financial income. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where the heck did that come from? Yeah. And not only that, but I just obviously, because I had gone all the way, I, I completely neglected my physical health again. And I started to notice a lot of um, symptoms that were you know, that seemed to be early signs of probably diabetes coming on and and heart and chest rate related uh, pain and, and stuff like that and numbness in my left side. I'm like, this is this is crazy. I even ended up in the hospital for another week, the, uh, a couple about a year and a half, two years ago, thinking that I had a stroke. So, you know, it's, oh, it's, this this was crazy. And I'm like, I need to do something about this. And not to mention the fact, just the, the pure vanity of it, that, you know, here I am a professional paid public speaker and I get up on stage and I, I feel so self-conscious about 
how I look on stage. Here I am. These people are want to be in, you know, th- these people want to look up to me and, and they, they say, gosh, Cliff, you're such a success in the field of uh, building your own online business. And, and you have all the success with how many people know you and how many people you've helped in business and how many I've helped launch tens of thousands of podcasts for people. And, and with all of that success, so many people want to mimic it and they look up to me as, as kind of in an idolizing kind of way. And I'm like, guys, I am not living the kind of life that I want you guys to live. You guys want to, you guys want to achieve the, the success, the level of success that I have. But for those of you who are married or those of you who have kids, I, I, I hope that I don't help you achieve the level of success that I have achieved by doing the things that it took me that I did to get here. And so I felt like not like a fraud because I wasn't a fraud. I was I had I had by I had achieved the success that I had achieved. But I'm like there's got to be a way to do it in a different way, a more healthy, a more balanced way. And and so I knew that I had gone to the extreme. I am a recovering workaholic, Justin. I mean, in the strictest, I am a workaholic and I know this about myself. And one of the things, that's what I decided back in November, I decided, you know what? I read this book called Younger Next Year. Hmm. And this book told me about what life would be like if I continued to live until I was 60, 70 or 80 years old. And the reality is, is I was going to be one, if, if I lived physically, I was on, I was on the path of being the guy who had a very successful business, but eventually got to the place where he could no longer work because although I'm alive at 50 or 60 or 70 years old, I'm one of those guys who's consistently falling down, breaking their hip, walking around with a walker or in a wheelchair. Um, you know, the, this, I'm, I'm the guy on the, the motor scooter that, you know, that can barely stand the weight of my 580 pound body. That's the lifestyle I was working towards. And I didn't like that about me. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to do what this book says. Younger Next Year is the name of the book. And I'm going to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. I'm going to make this a part of my lifestyle. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm doing what this book says. I am going to get physically healthy and I'm going to, uh, by all intents and purposes, my body is going to get younger year by year by becoming a healthy individual as far as body weight and body mass composition. I am going to be doing six days a week. And what I decided was that I would do two to three days a week of intense strength training, building muscle, uh, working with a personal trainer. And I decided that I would do the remaining three days of the week as high intensity, high intensity a cardio aerobic exercise. And I said, you know what? The only way I'm going to be able to do this is if I go to the same kind of extreme that I did with my work and, and shift my lifestyle over to making that my identity for the year 2015. And that's what I did. And so um, in 2000, from, December, from November 14th, I've been working out six days a week, every single week. And I have not failed in that. I mean, maybe wow. there, there have been maybe a, a time when I was sick for three days and the doctor told me to lay off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, that has been my commitment. That has been my that has been become my addiction. And what happened was when I first started this program, 
of doing this, um, I, I decided to sign up as the result of a mentor asking me, says, Cliff, I'm, I'm willing to mentor you and keep you accountable. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to read this book. I want you to commit to doing this six days a week. And he goes, I also want you to commit to doing a triathlon with me in May. And I'm like, seriously, a triathlon? Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, I'll do a triathlon with you. And so at first, the, the getting into the process of working out six days a week, it was really trying to make sure that I'm not letting down my mentor, uh, trying to keep up this commitment that I've made to myself, trying to remind myself that I'm doing it for my family, remembering that this is, you know, I'm working on my future self. You know, I want to be that 70 or 80 year old guy who can go on a hundred mile bike ride and pass up everybody else in the pack. Um, that's who I want to be when I'm 70 years old. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I have this vision, but here's the deal. Six days a week, I would say that two days a week, I was really eager and looking forward to it. The other four days was a real struggle to get there. Hey, it's not easy. This whole thing that we call life success, right? It's not. And it's not about comparing yourself to the pictures online, the... I think the people that have crossed past the finish line, so to speak, and you're looking at them compared to where you are now on your journey. Cliff dives into that. How do you motivate yourself on a daily basis? What is it that that drives him? And how can you tap into that with yourself? Join Cliff in the full version, the full interview at justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero zero two. Next up, a guy who wrote an amazing book about how to find your path to your purpose. New York Times best-selling author and the author of Living Forward talks about how to hone in on your GPS of life to find your purpose. Next with Michael Hyatt. Ordinary heroes walk among us every day. These are their stories. On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. New York Times bestselling author Michael Hyatt, former CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishing, joined us back on our third episode at the beginning of this thing when it was just a baby, right? And you can listen to the full version at justinbarkley.com slash purpose 003. But here Michael explains what that aha moment was for him. The moment that moved him to living forward. Yeah, I think the light bulb moment for me was that I realized that I didn't I no longer had to drift, but that I could start designing the outcomes that I wanted in every area of my life. And that gave me enormous sense of uh, clarity and then power to be able to actually affect those changes. So I never really thought about, you know, what is the picture of health that I want? Hmm. What does it look like in my marriage? What would it look like if my my marriage were functioning at its ideal? 
uh, my parenting. You know, what would it be like if I were the best dad I could possibly be? And so I got clear in all those different areas by going through that life planning exercise. And one of the things, as you know, when we talk about in the book is this concept of the drift. And every story has a villain and the drift is the villain of our story. And I'll just tell you a quick story that I tell in the book. But um, my wife and I, Gail, had been married about... 10 years and we decided to go on a vacation to Hawaii and we saved all our money. We got there using airplane miles mostly and we didn't have a lot of money to do entertainment. So we noticed that the hotel we were staying at was offering free snorkeling lessons. So we went down to the pool, got checked out, went out to the reef. I mean, our minds exploded. It was unbelievably gorgeous. And so the next morning, we rented some snorkeling gear, and we decided or found out that we could rent it for about $10 for the entire week. So it was really cheap. We said, this is something we can do. And so we went out into this lagoon that was adjacent to the hotel, and it was still very early in the morning. Uh, There was not a soul on the beach. It was really quiet. There were hardly any ripples in the water, but it was crystal clear. And we put on our snorkeling gear and started paddling around. And we were totally mesmerized and distracted by all the multicolored fish that we saw and the seaweed that was gently swaying in the mm-hmm. in the current with the sunlight reflecting on it. And it was like swimming in a giant aquarium. Mm-hmm. So we're going there, you know, just captivated for about 45 minutes when I looked up and suddenly realized that we had been caught in a riptide. And now we were so far out to sea that the that the hotel looked like a little postage stamp in the distance. And my wife looked up about that time. She gasped and she said, what are we going to do? And fortunately we had this boogie board with us. And so I said, look, we're going to grab onto this thing and we're going to swim as hard as we can to the shore. Hmm. And by that time the riptide had, had evidently gone out of there. We weren't smart enough to know you're not supposed to swim against it, Hmm. but we swam hard for about 45 minutes to an hour finally got to the beach, pulled ourselves up on the sand and collapsed. But that's become a metaphor for us in the book of how most people live their lives. You know, they don't get up in the morning and say, you know what, I think I'm going to accumulate massive debt and go bankrupt. Or I think I'll incrementally start to move away in my most significant relationships where eventually I'll end up in a separation or a divorce. Mm. Or I'm not going to pay attention to my health and you know, just kind of see what happens. But the truth is no one ever drifted to a destination they would have chosen. And the alternative to drifting is designing, taking responsibility for the outcomes of your life and beginning to design a life that you really, really want to live and can be proud of. Hear the rest of the Michael Hyatt interview at justinbarkley.com slash purpose 003. Up next, solopreneur himself, Michael O'Neill, talks about how a little racing tip, technique, secret can help you in life and in business. Here's a little hint. It's all about your focus. More to help you with your focus and live your life on purpose. Our VIP all access newsletter. If you don't already have it, go to justinbarclay.com. If you're not on the list, you're missing out. So make sure you get all access. Tips, tricks, inspiration, tools, techniques to help you live your life and build your business on purpose. Literally dozens of ways to create more freedom in your life at justinbarclay.com. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. If 70% of us say wrong track for our culture and our country, how, how does Obama enjoy a circa 55% fairly solid 
fairly consistent 55% approval rating. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. How can a little-known auto racing tip help you in your life and on your business stay on track? Actually, heard Tony Robbins talking about this same trick in racing. Focusing on the right things. You know, when you're driving on the track and you're about to slide out of control, you feel your car shifting. Instead of focusing on that wall you're sliding into at the time, right? He says to focus on where you want to go. Steering the car in that direction will save your butt big time. And Michael O'Neill, Solo Hour Podcast, SoloHour.com. Nobody knows this better than you, right? Well, it's, it's funny because I just went through this um, <laughs> last week. So I have a vintage car that I restored, and I did a four-day road rally in Central California with it. Um, we went to two racetracks. It was like a 1,000 miles of mostly twisty, windy, high-speed ripping through the mountains. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what we did. And there was this one section in California called Petroleum Alley, which is a, a, a giant, the longest straightaway you've ever seen in the middle of nowhere. And there are these giant whoops in the middle of them. Like you, like you could literally jump your car Dukes of Hazard style if you wanted to. Um, I did it once really fast, and the car got really light, and I almost ate it. So I said, all right, I'm good. But I got to this seven-mile straightaway. And it's just, again, you, it's pretty much to the horizon. There's nothing around. You just can pretty much go as fast as you want. But, you know, I'm, I'm not a glutton for, like, danger. So I said, okay, I'm, you know, I've been, I've been going about 100 the entire time. And this isn't a 47-year-old car. So 100 feels like you're going 1,000. Mm-hmm. You're really focusing, really concentrating, really getting together. So at the end of this straightaway, there's a 90-degree left-hand turn because it must go around someone's property line or something. And because the speed was relative, so me dropping down to 60 miles an hour felt like I could get out and get the mail. <laughs> after going a hundred for an hour, you know, like it's just, that's just how it felt. And it was clear to me about uh, two seconds into trying to make this turn. Oh, I'm not going nearly slow enough to make this. And I blew right through the turn. I, I was, I was going 60. The sign said 15 mm. and it, <laughs> and I, I imagine the rest of my hundred people in my group probably took it at about 30, but I was going 60. Wow. So, I now am going 60 miles an hour towards a fence uh, on gravel. That's what was happening in my life. And, I, and I've got this car that's now quite valuable because it's just how the, the, uh, the course of, of uh, the value of these cars has gone up a lot in the last few years. And I said, okay, I'm about to crash my vintage Porsche into this fence at 60 miles an hour. And... I'm on the brakes, so I have no traction, and I'm looking right at this thing. And, I, and everything I'd learned from racing, because I've been racing now for uh, about 15 years, is all came into play instantly. Hmm. Got off the brake, so then the car would turn. So now the car is turning. Ken, is there any way that I can possibly save this? So now I'm uh, on the throttle, and I do this giant sweeping 
like drift like a, a like imagine a geisha girl's fan and that's me at 50 miles an hour on this gravel mm. counter steering and trying to save this thing i was probably about six inches away from the fence and then i counter steered the other way and it whipped it the other way and then whipped the other way and then somehow i'm on the street again and my hands are shaking and i said holy crap i just managed to do that and if i had just focused on that fence I would have still been in the fence. I would have gone right through it mm. and been, you know, I would have been, I would probably hit a cow or something through the fence. But that's, that's very amazing. correct. Yeah. It's very correct that you don't focus on that stuff. Uh, and I suppose in the entrepreneurial world, you know, if you focus hard enough on, on thinking you can't do something, you know, it's the old Ford thing. If you think you can, think you can, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. So. Michael O'Neill of the Solo Hour podcast, SoloHour.com. You can hear the entire full interview with Michael at JustinBarkley.com slash Purpose 019. And by the way, Michael hit it out of the park. Love that guy. There's been so many magical moments over the last 24 episodes. It's hard to put them all into one little best of kind of podcast. Wrap it up with a bow. But we wanted to celebrate in a fun way, and we thought this was kind of really the way that we should do this for you. If you haven't had a chance to go back and check the archives, go back all the way to episode one. You'll hear kind of like the evolution of this show. But not only that, there's so many great golden nuggets in every single bite. Our short clips and snippets in this podcast are great, too, for giving you a little bit of a sample, an appetizer, a teaser, as it were for some of the cool stuff that's going on here. We're building a big, huge community, a community for you that you can be a part of, one that you can get encouragement in. Tips, tools, techniques, all of that inspiration as well. You can go to the VIP All Access newsletter. Go to justinbarclay.com, put in your name and your email, and you'll be on the list. You'll be on the inside with the rest of the crew. We're having so much fun over there. You're really missing out if you're not a part of it. Plus, ask me about my secret VIP group, and I'll get you in. Until next week, thank you to all of our guests. I just want to say thank you, and a big thank you to you, too, for making this happen, making it possible. And, of course, the Blaze Radio Network for putting such a big thing up on their platform and shining a big light on some really positive things that are going on in this world. It's all about what you focus on, right? A lot of negative news out there, but you're feeding yourself the goods. Cheers to you and your life on purpose. (laughs) 